I have read the letters for this week. Uh, there is nothing questionable or objectionable in them, so no content warning. I'll, I'll see what I can do to be objectionable Let's in not. the answers, but... Oh, okay. Uh, to that end, I should also mention that our cats are not, for the most part, objectionable. Uh, neither are the dogs or the chickens. There's one objectionable cat. Well, but it's... He's asleep on top on his tower of solitude. All right. So they make noise. They interrupt. I'm they sure lay on anyone. The keyboard. Yeah, anyone who has been on a Zoom call in the last year knows what I'm talking about. Indeed. The third thing to talk about is that we swear a lot. Oh yeah. And you're probably wondering why we have to warn you about that. Well, you know, some people need to know, and that's why we're marked explicit. Yes. So there we go. Hi, folks. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 207. We are just uh, working our way up. I'm really excited about what I've got here. It is the month of July, and we have uh, a whole bunch of episodes before the next letter show with some really great guests. I'm Isn't really that right, Hound? Would Hound like to be a guest on the show? Hound is always a guest on the show. Yes, Hound is gazing at me with her... Intense yet vacant expression that she is so good at. It's what she does. Yes. It really is. So, you have had an exciting week, as it were. Have I? Well, I mean, so far, you... And I'm working backwards here. You've written a bunch of words. Yes. You've been a guest on Ditch Diggers. I don't know when that episode's coming out. Yes, uh, uh, Murr Lafferty and Matt Wallace's podcast. I was a guest host uh, because Matt is out, so yes. you can listen to that uh, at some point on um, Ditch Diggers on their podcast feed. I'll and link it. Yes. I'll uh, link it. It is a lot of talk about hybrid publishing when you both have traditional publisher books and uh, self-pub. And you were called lawful chaotic. No, I was called chaotic uh, no. something, uh, lawful chaos or something. I think yeah, I'm exactly. more chaotic anxious, but uh, that that also came up. Yes, yes. Um, lawful chaos. Yeah, I, I I do leave a trail of slightly baffled and occasionally flummoxed people in my wake. It is true. Isn't yeah. that right, Hound? Who is up in my so? Room? Anyway, that that was like that was the big one today, and you wrote words and yes, and I wrote yeah. like two thousand words. Yeah, and I had it on and went grocery shopping. God damn, I am on point today. Yes, you are. As soon and as this is over, I'm gonna go fall down so hard I'll leave a crater. I know, but you know, well, you can fall down and play Hades. Yes, which is the thing you do. I yeah, sometimes yeah. I play Monster Hunter. That's true. But That's today true. is Loki Day. Today is Loki Day. So yes, I mean mine is. Uh, how was your day? Not bad. Uh, I finally am getting into the groove of running meetings. That's been a big challenge. Uh, most of the time I am like a guest speaker or I am, you know, and I talked a little bit about this last week before the interview while you were... I was you were, pretty out of it last yeah, week, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've been taking uh, constructive feedback. Well, all feedback is a gift um, no, it's not. That's a complete bullshit. I, no, no, no. How you react to it is whether it's positive or negative. It it is not it is not bullshit for me, and it is it has changed how I how I read feedback. 
Don't give me that look. If you're an author, not all feedback is a gift. Well, this is true. A lot of times it's a, it's a, you know, or an artist or really anyone in the creative arts. It's a, some, some of it is lovely. Good feedback is a gift. Sometimes it's just a pile of flaming dog dew left on the porch. And, uh, yeah, it's, you don't have to listen to every person who tells you what to do because sometimes they're wrong. Yeah. Uh, we, we go through stages, I think, as artists where, I'm going to do my thing, and it's my thing. And then we go through, I need critique, and no one will critique me, so we get way too invested in criticism from other people. And <laughs> okay, they, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, and so anything, you know, like, gnaws at us for the rest of our lives. And then you get to a point where you realize that frequently these other people are just wrong. Like, you know... Uh, I had a weirdo come out me yesterday about trigger warnings on a thing, on an excerpt, where they demanded I trigger warning for incest. There's no incest in the book. I don't know how they got there. They were yelling about it that I, I was going to lose my entire audience and it would all go to shit if I didn't warn for this thing that didn't happen. And it was very confusing. And I think they had a lot going on um, that had nothing to do with me. Yeah. But my point is, I'm not going to listen to feedback like that. And feedback like that is not a gift. It's an annoyance. <laughs> Look, let's be honest about gifts. All right? Sometimes someone is well-intentioned and gives you a lovely... Uh, cut metal version of your lo studio logo. Oh, yes. Uh, we have that on the wall. Yes, we do. And sometimes they send you poop emojis. Yes. Not the same person. Not so. the same person. Not the same person. Yes. And so much like a planning, much like we've talked about with, with planning systems, keep what works and get rid of the rest. Take the stuff that works for you. Take the stuff that is valid and will help you improve. And take all the poop emojis and put them in the garbage can and let them just rot. A gift you cannot throw away is a shackle. Exactly. And this goes for stuff that your family has given you. And if they come over and demand to see it, that is not a gift. That is a shackle. Right. Yes. Get rid of it. Yeah. Tell them the cat broke it. Exactly. How many... There are absolutely no things, I think, that are, are that, like, if my family came over and said, well, where's X? I'd be like, oh, somewhere in the house. There's, there's, uh, yeah. uh, no, wait, you, I think you, you had a painting somewhere that Roy did? I don't know. It's right there behind you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have that. Yeah. And, uh, there's a cross that your mother gave you which you said we couldn't throw away yes. and so because quite frankly i find it tacky and cheesy uh we started collecting folk art crosses so it is completely lost yes. in the sea of we can't throw that one away because it was my grandfather's okay well your grandfather i am sad to say had very poor taste in interior decor i think it was given to him by his church but yes no i, I do not um I, I do not counter that, but that that particular cross has meaning for me. Yes. Which is why we can't throw it away. Which is why, knowing that it cannot be thrown away, I have taken steps to minimize its uh, its aesthetic impact. 
And we now have a wall of crosses, which I think is twice yeah, as awesome. Folk art crosses, incidentally, great thing to collect because oh, yeah. they have them pretty much everywhere. And you can find all sorts of cool local uh, uh, art in, oh, uh, yeah, in yeah. that kind of form. So, Although yes. my, my favorite is still the saguaro bones. Uh, Octio cactus, I think. Octio cactus. Yeah, oh, okay. uh, saguaro would be illegal. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, uh, Octio uh, or Choya, Choya uh, cactus bone. Yeah, um, it's it's the the woody substructure left in certain types of cactus. It's very cool. yeah, yeah. No, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and I have knocked it off the wall. I don't know how many times, and it's just like whatever. It's indestructible. It really is. It's a good thing too, because yeah, it does stick out. And whenever we move furniture up the stairs, as we did last week, uh, Ooh, everything doggy. falls off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is why we were why we were both running kind of ragged. Yes. By Wednesday. Yeah. Although, uh, did you tell the internet about your shiny new recliner? I don't remember. But I, yeah. Kevin has a a dad recliner that a friend gave us uh, cleaning out their their deceased father's house, and uh, he did not die in the chair. She was very clear that he did not die in the chair. Yes, I'm not sure she's telling the truth, but also I don't care. So, hey man, he's not using it anymore. He's not using it, and it is such a dad recliner. It is like the swanky faux leather electric you know powered recliner with the stuff it's like a double so hound still has a a spot to sit and kevin climbed into it and i am told began making like porn noises of rapture well then shepherd climbed into the other side and i was afraid we were going to have to like physically pick them up and carry them out of the house yeah, which and the irony is that we had we had asked Shep to come over to get the damn thing up the stairs because Carlotta had thrown her back out trying to get it up the stairs, yeah. and so therefore we, I was forbidden to try. So we needed some muscle. Yeah, and we we didn't do it all in one go. We had disassembled it, and so had to reassemble it. But it's bulky. It's it's heavy. Ooh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but it is apparently. Uh, what Kevin really needed for quite a while now, since you were using that, you were you were trying to prop yourself up on the couch oh with God, pillows yeah. and things, and sliding down was a uh, was a dad recliner. About the only thing it's missing is the um, massage function. Yeah, and then you know maybe I, I can get something to put in for that. When this one dies, we'll get you a, a massaging recliner oh i've been thinking about just getting one of the massaging you know put it on your chair and let it do its work things oh anyway. those yeah, well, yeah. We, could... we can buy those at like walgreens um yeah worth a try yeah good kitty cat hello orange cat you have arrived to put your head on my wrist while i'm trying to write notes yes uh about things to link so yeah, we we had we had one of those weeks where we accomplished a lot, but I kept feeling like we hadn't done anything, and I couldn't remember what we'd got done because it was like take break down these boxes, take this old thing to the dump, move this piece of furniture in, yeah, uh, yeah. clean the chicken coop. I had to go out yes. and and you know harvest a bunch of tomatoes and stake some stuff up and. Yep. Uh, just uh, all these little chores that kind of get put off during the week. Yeah, and uh, I had uh, a four-day weekend. Yeah. So I spent, I want to say, um, I spent Friday, like Friday was the day we did the dump run? Or was that a no, Monday? that was Monday. That was Monday. Yeah. Yeah, Monday we did the dump run. And the internet I, doesn't care what day we did the dump well, run. Well, I know. I'm just trying to remember. Yeah. Um, and I... 
I know that on like Saturday or Sunday, I was like, I feel like we've gotten a lot done. Yeah. I don't remember what it was we got done. Yeah. Well, Sunday we spent with family. Yeah. But one of those days was like, we were like, damn, yeah, we got a lot done. And then I, I feel like I that was Friday. Because. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a blur. Friday was the day we went to South Point. We went to a mall. Yes. And we went it to a mall. So weird. Because I needed a notebook, a very specific notebook. Yes, and Roll tell your about eyes. your, your yeah. specific notebook. So after talking to Gerald, when I was re-listening to it, I said, okay, let's check out the NeoNotes app that, that Gerald is so in favor of. And it turns out that this is an app that is paired with a smart pen. So what did I do? I ordered the smart pen. Now it needs smart paper, and I'm putting that in air quotes, but it's, it is an encoded paper, so the pen can sort of scan and, and do things and... So I wasn't going to be able to get the paper for like another five or six days. And the pen was coming in on like, uh, what was it, Saturday? So Something I was like, like that. yeah, so I'm like, well, I need to go up to someplace that has Moleskine notebooks because the Moleskine smart notebook, the Moleskine Plus, is actually compatible. So we went up and we, we did a bunch of stuff while we were out there, though. It's like, yeah, we went to Barnes and Nobles and... We spent a lot of time in Barnes and Nobles. We, we, I mean, it's just so weird going to a mall and we're vaccinated and we had masks, but it was just, we're at a mall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I remember you'd gone to write and then you were like, five more minutes, I'll be done in 10 minutes. And then it was an hour later. Uh, yes, but I did knock out the end of the book and yeah. send it to my agent, or not my agent, my editor for editing. Although I didn't actually have the end of the book, I just had the epilogue to the book. And I was like, here is what I've got so far, I will finish it up. Because she had actually said to me, look, you're good at endings, I'm not worried about that, send what you have, and all. Yeah, so. Yeah, but uh, I, I remember you're like, I'm going to go look at garden books. Yes. And I think while I was running around trying to find just the thing or just the other thing, um... And then I went to check on you in garden books, and you're like, hey, did you get your notebooks? I'm like, oh, they're by the, the, the checkout. So I went back down to get the notebooks, and while I was there, I grabbed two D&D books that I kind of wanted. And, um, yeah, that. Uh, so anyway, I came home with two very thick Jihun uh, Ido um, manga collections. Yes, which, you know, it's, it's fine if you read them, but you can't leave them on the bed. I'm afraid the book will get me. Yeah, that the uh, the one that's that's upstairs right now. That one that one might get you. I don't know about the other one. Uh, Japanese horror manga. Oh yeah. Very, if you've seen um, incident at uh, crap, I can't remember the name of it. Fault. But if you've seen the meme, even with the guy and the the human shaped hole yelling, "This is my hole. It was made for me." That's the one it comes from. And dude does very distressing body horror, and oh, I cannot. Uh, it's I so can't wonderful. Handle that quite as much. I I'm like, I know this is weird as a horror author, but uh, because I have occasionally been told there is some body horror in some of my books, but mm, just a tad. It's uh, uh, you write the things that scare you, so you know. Yeah. How did you, how did you do with um, Hammers on Bone by uh, Cassandra Call? Didn't bother me at all. Really? Words don't bother me. Words don't. Oh, okay. Word. Pictures bother you. Words don't. Yeah. That's why we really don't watch horror movies that much. Yeah. It has to be, there has to be a really 
compelling reason for me to want to watch a horror movie. Like, every, once in a blue moon, I will get in a mood. Uh, and then I am almost inevitably disappointed. Like, I really liked, um, what was the, uh, Mama was the movie that, it was like, was it Del Toro? It was somebody. Uh, that, uh, uh, and all the trailers were really good. It was, it's like, just creepy, damn, <laughs> two creepy little kids, which, you know, little kids, creepy, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, you know, there's this, like, thing that has sort of adopted them, and then they get, uh, uh, they go missing, they're living in the woods, a, a, something adopts them, the movie starts basically when they get found, and, uh, the, the really unsettling sort of trailer is that, uh, as I recall, was the scene where one of the little kids is playing tug of war and you can only see her and she's giggling and, you know, tugging a thing and you assume her sister is the other person in there. And then her sister walks up the, the hallway and it's like, oh, that's not good. And then right before the door closes, you see her on the ceiling, be you know, the the little kid sort of giggling as she's being walked along the ceiling by a, a figure you can't see, you just see her legs. And uh, so it's a really creepy setup, and then they just screwed it up by explaining too many things, and also having one of the people doing the explaining wearing a wolf shirt from the mountain you know, oh, you know the yeah. three wolf moon people, and I just, I, I was just like, I was so willing to be traumatized, and you just, you had to do the wolf t-shirt. Yeah, it was, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's mm -hmm. the, the, the problem with so much movie horror is, well, and, and writing horror too, actually, honestly, uh, I think Stephen King called that uh, showing Cthulhu. Sooner yeah. or later, you have to show Cthulhu, and you can do one of two things, or you have to decide if you're going to. You can either have the vague outline of horror and then it recedes in the mist and you never actually see Cthulhu mm -hmm. and you can generally get away with that once. And then once people find you've done it a second time, they're like, Oh, you never show Cthulhu and they'll never read your books again. There's at least one horror author who does lovely atmospheric horror that I will never bother reading because she's never going to show me Cthulhu. Uh, and then we have <laughs> Stephen King who, as he said, I may not be good at it, but I'll always at least try. And he's like, yeah. the thing is, it's never going to be as scary as what's in your head. Nothing is ever as scary as what's in your head. But I'll give it a go. And uh, I am also a let-me-show-you-Cthulhu kind of person. So That's fair. Yeah, so uh, this one, the problem is, you know, they showed Cthulhu, and uh, he was wearing a wolf t-shirt from the mountain. Well, there's a thing. So anyway, we should get to some letters. Well, yeah, we should get to some letters. We, actually, we will get to some letters after a quick break because I, I need to... Um, uh, Do move. something with the cat? Yeah. Who is holding your notes hostage. Yeah, but she's also like half on my, my, my trackball, so it's really hard to like stop recording. Oh, no, don't go to sleep, sweetie. No, don't, don't do... Not there. Okay, uh, we'll be right back after this.
And we are back. Say something. Uh, okay, sorry. I was uh, Lacey was was slurping her foot. And I was. Yeah, no. Her. The the Lacey slurp is is a thing. Um, so I have uh, letters. Yes, uh, yes. It is a letter show, so it I hope you have letters. Letter. Yes, yes, Other, I do. It is hard to do things in mime via podcast. It truly is. Uh, so first up, I have a comment from Star, who was on the show previously, and uh, was commenting that um, they got uh, she got to meet the U.S. rep for Sip Smith Gin, an ah. amazing gin. And if you are a gin fan and anywhere near St. Louis, stop by the Gin Room, best gin bar in the U.S. I think it has uh, a swan on the label. It does. Yeah, I was gifted by one of my uh, uh, former co-workers many years ago. And no, it's a fantastic gin. Uh, I do like it quite a bit. Um, Sharon, who has been doing the binge listen, um, says... Oh, I'm so glad you're enjoying it enough to binge, Sharon. Yeah, really. Uh, well, sorry about the plethora of comments. There's really nothing to be sorry about. Uh, we may not read them all, but yeah. Kevin loves to... We oh, may not yeah. read them on, all on air, but Kevin reads them all and is thrilled. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the ADHD med has not changed the part of my brain that picks a piece of media and goes, this is now the thing we are doing. Fire the focus cannons at this thing and only this thing until there is no more thing. Uh, good news. I plan to continue to keep up with this for a while, so I don't know who's going to... If, if you're going to catch up before I, I feed you enough episodes. Anyway. Um. But yes, I, I know what you mean about the, the ADHD meds. Uh, like that, it's, it's, you can still hyper-focus. Yes. Although yes. I still don't know if what, what I'm doing is hyper-focusing or if that's just what normal humans call focus. Uh, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, my day job is just nonverbal enough that listening to podcasts and audiobooks has actually become a productivity tool for me. Earbuds give me cover to finish the task I'm working on before stopping to deal with a coworker who's yelling at me to come do this non-urgent task now. The hydrangeas. The hydrangeas. Uh, more importantly to me, <laughs> absorbing a constant flow of other people's observations and opinions keeps my brain from wandering off and falling into one of the many unhelpful ruts worn in amongst the neurons. Oh, yes. Uh, frequently we distract ourselves so we don't get anxious. Yes. A friend of mine was just doing a uh, uh, laying paving stones and was listening to podcasts while doing it. Same thing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is, in short, how I got through 70 episodes of Productivity Alchemy in May. Good God. Yeah. Oh yeah, so um, yeah, no, I, I, that is, that I is. We should send a gift basket or something. <laughs> yeah, here, here is a gift. Here is payment for listening to all of these episodes, and as a please, forgive us. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I mean, I think it's great, and uh, it's just, I can't read all the comments on the air. They're just, uh, we we have time constraints. So. Yes. Yeah. But we do appreciate getting them, so don't don't stop commenting. Just mm -hmm. it, that's not wonderful. Yeah. Yep. So um, Dino wrote in ah, Dino. after after listening to the interview with uh, Corey Fisk, who loves Dino. Oh yeah. Um, What's uh, not to love? Damn it. Yes. Uh, and Dino says, whenever people are like, "Do you have to talk about being gay all the time?" I'm all yes. Yes, I do. Also, low-key starstruck to have you saying my name. Loved your episode so much, Corey. So, I, I, it's weird to have guests fanning at each other, <laughs> but uh, it just, it makes my heart just swell to, to see these, these connections happening. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, Corey actually said on, 
uh, for part one um, of the the two-parter with Dino, yay, love spending time with Dino. So it all works out. Absolutely. It's the circle of life. Not quite, but close enough. I'm holding this lion club over the savannah and you can't stop me. (laughs) So Jackalopat wrote in about our last letter show to say thank you for the Neil Stevenson banter. (laughs) Spouse and I have had this recurring argument before as we were both big fans. I'm not sure which is worse. The Beethoven Mozart... Lord of the Rings endless endings of the Stevenson. Wait, where did the next chapter go? It's frustrating because the, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do there. Cause it was like Cryptonomicon had one good ending, but then there were five others you had to get through mm-hmm. that didn't end anything. And then, and then, then you were still stuck with the, uh, where's the next chapter. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, he's run out like Zodiac ended or Zodiac had an ending snow crash sort of ended uh cryptonomicon uh, had one ending um i don't think anybody knows what the diamond age was doing i diamond age was possibly the most frustrating non-ending i have ever reached yes uh, well the problem is there was a great ending but then he kept going for another hundred pages and then he didn't end it so yeah yeah awkward yeah anyway Anyway, uh, yeah (laughs) um and then um Jackalopat, who wrote this, says, I also wanted to reiterate my volunteering as an interview tribute in case my email got stuck in spam. I was actually running behind. In the time since, I have recorded that interview. Oh, excellent. And it will be coming up at the end of August. Woohoo! So I'm really excited about that. Um, But uh, the podcast has been terribly helpful in, one, learning to reorganize my thoughts outside of a typical work environment, and two, letting me listen in on a grown-up conversation during these times of COVID lockdown. Thank you. I was yes. about to say, oh, God, are we grown-ups? But then I realized that probably implies you're stuck at, with kids. Oh, yeah. So, uh, therefore, yes. we Grown-up conversation, mm-hmm. I, I know how important it is. A, every now and again, I get a lovely email from a very old friend of mine who is probably the only person, who is certainly the, the oldest friend I have who still talks to me. <laughs> and uh, at one point, I was like this seems a little odd that we're having this conversation is dude hitting on me. I mean, he mentions his wife and kids a lot, so it wasn't reading like he was hitting on me, but I'm also very bad at telling these things. So I I, like Kevin read these emails and tell me that this isn't anything weird. And Kevin read them and said, that is a man who has two very small children and is trying to talk and, and who is also a teacher and so only deals with, with students all, all the time uh, college students and so is dying to talk to an adult human and no he 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 is not he does not read like he's trying to pick you up he's trying to have an adult conversation and he somewhere. doesn't know how anymore well it, no. it's, a, it's a thing you have to relearn uh, what having an adult conversation? Yes. yeah quite possibly and and they're always they're great i mean it's the sort of conversation i enjoy having which is I happen to know this obscure thing. He's a paleoecologist. Oh, well, wow. And yes. uh, so I'm always getting, you know, links to cool papers about domestication of corn and uh, ancestors of the chickens and things like that, which I love. But <laughs> the last time, you know, I, I'm a little gun shy because of the time I had a very intense conversation about Haida art with someone and it turned out they were trying to pick me up, which is why I had Kevin vet this. <laughs> uh, Oh, the look on his face when I walked up to you and gave you a kiss and said, I'll be outside, honey. 
And then he was just like, well, it's nice talking to you and walked away. And I was like, he didn't really want to talk. And then sat in a chair. I could see him sitting in the chair in the corner with this absolute crushed look on his face. And I have never been happier to destroy a person's dreams before. Uh, Well, I mean, yeah, it's just, (laughs) I, I, he could have at least pretended to still be interested in Haida art for about five minutes. Yeah, anyway. he was about to ask you to come up and and see and look his, at his etchings. His yes. etchings, yes, I, yes, his Haida yeah. art, yes. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, there's no moral to this story <laughs> no. except adult conversation. We understand. Yeah. Uh, the next letter is from uh, Anju. Uh, I've been listening to the various podcasts you and Ursula have done for a while now, but have never written in. I started with The Hidden Almanac a few years ago and went back and listened to every episode. The Hidden Almanac also inspired me to try doing my own short fiction podcast with some friends called Principia Perpostera. It was a def- it was definitely a learning experience and really showed me how much work you both put into The Hidden Almanac. So once again, I wanted to say thank you for that. Uh, I we we actually hear that occasionally. I'm always delighted when we inspire somebody else oh, to yeah. do a podcast. That is like the yeah. best thing ever. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the a scripted podcast like Hidden Almanac is hard. Uh, and and I'm not saying this to to uh, be self-aggrandizing. I mean it it. it it was brutal. It took it out of us. It was, you know. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I could write one pretty fast if it wasn't part of an ongoing plot, but I had to keep coming up with new ideas. Mm-hmm. And then it took over an hour to record and edit and edit uh, sometimes two hours. And we were doing this three times a week. So yeah, I, I, yeah. If you if you do it, you will realize that. You will realize why we eventually stopped, I think. I I was going to say... I'm um, so thrilled that other people are following in the footsteps. That's so great. Yeah, one of my uh, favorite podcaster friends, dear friend, Jadzia Axelrod, once tweeted, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you do it. Jadzia's been podcasting, like, you know, but for... Yeah, but... When we were just twinkles in someone's eye, earbuds. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say earbuds, because I, I think we both predate Jedzia by a bit. Well, okay, uh, age-wise, but we certainly were yeah, podcasting, yeah. you know. Yeah, but the, the flip side of it is when we had all three going, when we were recording roughly five out of seven nights a week, so we had Kevin and Ursula eat cheap, and then we had three hidden almanacs, and then we had Productivity Alchemy. Or you were doing Alchemist in the Evening. Or I was doing Alchemist in the Evening, doing the, the music thing. Like, yeah, no, we have done... And if you think the scripted one took time, putting together that playlist every week just for an hour of music was, I started on like Wednesday trying yeah. to get that right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot. It, and if I, this is one of those things where ignorance helped us because yes. if yes. we had any idea how much work it would be and how long we would be doing it, Uh, We would have been far too traumatized, I think, to even start. But much like webcomics that go on for years, um, ignorance helps. You you can eat the whale one bite at a time because you never see the whole whale. Right. Until you're you're at the other end going, crap, that's a whale skeleton. Yeah, did I eat all that? Yeah. Um, One thing I I will say, by the way, because everybody's going to write in and ask. I've gotten a lot of questions. Yes, we will do... The last two episodes of Kevin and Ursula Eat Cheap to get to 300. 
uh, when we are in a good mental place for it. It's been hard during yeah. the pandemic. I mean, yeah. And and yes, we, we should wrap it up at 300 just for a nice round number, but... Yeah. Plus, we have to do the Jello Spectacular. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Anju continues... Uh, I've also listened to nearly every episode of Productivity Alchemy. You've had a lot of really interesting guests. I really love the episodes with Sister Kate, Selfie Travia, and the Dino episodes. Another <laughs> Dino fan. Um, you had mentioned recently that you need volunteers for interviews. If you're still looking, I'd like to volunteer, although I'm not sure I'm actually all that good at being productive. Do you know how many times I've heard that? Oh, yeah. Um, and sometimes not sure I want to be. Uh, my day job <laughs> is in marketing, and my hobbies include gardening, fountain pens, and knitting. Thanks again. For oh, my God. Fountain pens. Oh, yeah. Kevin is already writing down your name. Actually, so the very first episode in September. Oh, you already did. I have already done it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and it, we had a great conversation. We're showing pens off to each other. Of course. Of course. Of course. Um, thanks again for everything you and Ursula do. Um, <laughs> like I was going to let that chance just slip through. No, it was like, oh, oh, comment reply all right let's let's get that on the calendar let's go 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 the gardening part clearly it's it's container gardens on uh i believe an apartment container gardening is is a fascinating thing and certainly Mm -hmm. uh yeah uh grow bags someday we'll do an episode that has nothing to do with productivity while i talk about grow bags but yes uh from neurodivergent crafter shauna hi yeah i know you yes um what we have here is yay more Dino episodes. <laughs> See, Dino, you have fans. I told you. Yes. I told you. Um, I wanted to repeat what Dino said regarding your show being a platform for discussion on mental health and such. It has been wonderful to hear all these people talk about their journeys and being able to talk a bit about mine as well. It has surely made this pandemic a lot more bearable. Uh, since my interview on episode 180, I have had two major changes in my life. I received a promotion at work, Yay! which is still squeaky new, and I came out as gender-fluid non-binary. Go I, you! Yeah, I am now a lot happier, I bet, than I have been in many years and feel more confident, too. And while it wasn't a major part of the journey, your show and the variety of viewpoints and people you've interviewed, as well as following you and Ursula on Twitter, have been a definite help. Knowing that there are others like me, and even those who aren't like me, except my identities as valid, was a huge help in coming out. Wonderful. Yes, you are valid, damn it. Yes. And uh, uh, I don't think there's ever a situation where I would use a pronoun other than they for you, but if I do, uh, yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> same. Same. Um my next steps are to A, use my new salary to actually buy a condo, something I never thought I'd be in a position to do, Woo-hoo! and B, restart on my journey for an autism diagnosis. I tried back in 2018 and ended up with an ADHD prescription instead or diagnosis instead. Now, I don't deny the ADHD, <laughs> but I am positive that autism is also part of what makes me who I am. It's very possible. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if they're necessarily comorbid as such, but... Uh, sometimes they're misdiagnosed. But yeah, suddenly, yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. you, you get the... Uh, like, I definitely have ADHD. Oh, yeah. Uh, no one is surprised. Nope. Uh, there is very little chance that I have an autism diagnosis that is masking as... Or nope. an autism that is masking as ADHD. But there are people who... Uh, where it manifests differently, where they may be autistic and have ADHD and the one you treat the one and the other. It's like you treat me for anxiety and you're not treating the ADHD. 
Right. It's, but when we when you started treatment for ADHD, your anxiety went away. Right. And uh, and this isn't quite part. a good analogy because right. autism is not a thing you treat; it's a thing you are. But uh, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, it's uh, ADHD can provide basically a smokescreen or anxiety, mm -hmm. a smokescreen or whatever for a lot of other neurodivergences. God knows. Yeah. Um, your talk with Dino just helped me decide that this is a thing I need to do for myself. Thanks for everything you do and pet a chicken for me. Actually, I was walking around the front yard with Lucky earlier. Yes, and I even held him for a little bit because we're trying to, uh, to acclimate Lucky to me so that, uh, he does not become he, one of the roosters who tries to murder me. Yeah, well, yeah, but at least he's a very small threat compared to... He's a bantam, so All, yeah. all 20 pounds, I think, of, of, uh, Lorge. Lorge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and... Mm -hmm. And I, I, I wish to point out that Ninja the Chicken is a lovely rooster who has never offered me violence in any way. He's terrified of the humans. Yeah, which is great. He is he is the perfect rooster as these things go, which is why, you know, uh, I would be perfectly happy keeping Ninja around. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. yeah. Much, he's much smarter than his father. Yes. His father is, of course, Dotson, who last we saw had gone off into the woods with his Sumatra love. And just the, raising oceans of feral babies, of yes. which one was Ninja. It was Ninja, yes. 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 Um, and then from Tango. We know Tango. Yes, we do know Tango. Um, uh, I love Dino's line, there is no legacy as rich as honesty. I mean, That's yeah. It's a good line. It's a good line. Um, there, was, there was one about... Um, if you can do it with style, you've won half the battle. <laughs> uh, that or something like that, and I, that was my favorite. I mean, other than getting to spend you know three, four, five hours talking to Dino in general, which you always enjoy. Oh, I always do. I, I, always I do. go up to bed and you know fire up the the mon the PlayStation because I know Kevin's going to be occupied until midnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all the letters. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, um, cool. I I, mm -hmm. I feel like we didn't address any burning issues. No one had any questions. Yeah. Well, I, what I'm what I'm interested in is uh, to see how things go as Sharon gets closer and closer to current episodes. Ah, yes. Because uh, one of the the difficulties with reading the commentary on the older episodes, which I do love doing, is then having to go back and remember what that episode was about. Right, right. You know, this guest, that guest, here's a reference to a thing, and now I have to go back and check it. Um, so, yeah, but no, it's a lot of fun. And to look back and see, like, this, is, this has been a chance to look back where we started with this and where we are now. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, and I think it's, it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. All right, well... With that, I want to say thank you, Star, Sharon, Dino, Corey, Jackalopet, um, Anju, um, Shauna, and Tango. And do you have any other things before we take a break? I would just like to say that tomatoes have finally started ripening, and I've been harvesting tomatoes for like the last four days. Uh, yeah. And uh, I made caprizi this evening for dinner, and it was lovely. And I'm just very proud of that. No, it was beautiful. Absolutely yes. wonderful. The, the tomatoes are, mm -hmm. are bringing me great joy. Yes. Uh, I'm just waiting for that point that we get to. Where, where there are now too many fucking tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, and we're just looking at it and we're like, well, time to make the call. 
Shepard, come eat tomatoes. Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, they're in a bowl on the counter, so Shepard can graze on them whenever they come. They over. haven't been. They, they, they have really dedicated themselves to staying in the yurt a lot. Well, the next time they come over for a shower water. or whatever, yeah. or water, tell them to eat some, some damn tomatoes. I will. You realize this might be just the the giving blanket permission to stand in the garden shoving tomatoes in their mouth, right? Okay, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> we got the first ones. That's the important part. <laughs> so anyway, um, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for writing in. We will be back right after this. Ursula was just making lovey noises at the dog. Hound is gazing at me with her big, beautiful, vacant eyes. You know, she she has big eyes and perfect eyeliner and not a brain cell in her head, but... uh, And what was it the first time you heard it? um, I think it was your father who said, don't trust anyone who does not baby talk at dogs. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, if you, if, I don't remember if, how exactly phrased it, but I've taken it to basically, if you are not willing to make an absolute fool of yourself talking to animals, you are not to be trusted. And that's, that's fair. I mean, I make an absolute fool of myself talking to cats, dogs, chickens, the occasional goat and sheep. Yes, and, and I will, I will make exception in that, you know, there are some people who can't do dogs at all. Uh, yes. But then they, you know, make a complete fool of themselves over cats. It, it's fine, but... Or if, rats or ferrets or... Or whatever, yes. Yeah. But if you are not willing to completely abandon all dignity and make, oh, it's a smooshy puppy to uh, an animal, then um, you must, you bear watching. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, again, big thanks to Star, Sharon, Dino, Corey, uh, Jackalopet, uh, Anju, Shauna, and Tango for writing in. Yes. Uh, we, you know, I, I read everything that comes in, um, even if... With great glee. With great glee. Even if we don't have time necessarily to read it on air, I just love hearing from you folks. So, there's that. Our badge code for this week? Yes. Uh, is tomato season. Yes. Because it is. It is. And it, we have reached the point... There, there was a variety of tomatoes this tomato season that we don't like that you grew that are now basically going to the chickens. Yeah, and uh, in fairness, we usually like them fine. This is Santiago, but I lost uh, two or three plants to some kind of blight. They just, they whatever they were in, they were not happy at all. Yeah. And uh, so the, and uh, when the plant dies, uh, frequently tomatoes will still ripen if they're on there mm-hmm. but they will often not be terribly good they will get nope. mealy they will get yeah, weird yeah. so uh what was normally a good tomato uh and santiago is a 
uh, I think... It's been rock solid in the past. Yeah, it has. Uh, it'll grow in super high heat and humidity, but for some reason, uh, that one bed just... Yeah, they, they did not do well. Some kind of blight hit, and... The uh, same thing actually hit a friend of mine's tomatoes, so we're wondering what's going on mm, yeah, in the world. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, they basically, I pull them off, and they go straight to the chickens now. The chickens have no problem the with them. The chickens have no problems with them. I mean, they're edible. They're just not great. Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's uh, The flavor's fine, but the texture's very mealy, and mm -hmm. I don't like a mealy tomato. Yeah. And we have so many good tomatoes that we are certainly not going to waste time with, with no, ones that aren't no. the, exquisite the, at this point. Yeah. Um... So that, that makes chickens very happy. Yes. Yeah. And so, yes, it is tomato season, and we're celebrating that with our word this week. So go to productivityalchemy.com, look for the spot that says badge code, and um, It'll tell it you there. what to do, how yeah. to put it in, what they are, why you want one. You're also going to see a link there that says support us. Yes, and you could give us money if you wanted to. There are ways to, Patreon, Kofi, all that. As we always say here, don't. We are doing fine. Nope. We have money. We're good. We will tell you if that changes and we need your help. But uh, we would prefer you donate it to a charity. Mm -hmm. And who who are we talking about this week? Uh, Trans Lifeline. Uh, they are they are our returning champions. Yes. yes. Yeah. They do such good work. They do such uh, necessary work, and you know it's important to make sure they still have funding because it is tough out there oh yeah and um i saw a great video today uh i think it was like a D, &D podcast or something that was um talking about harry potter mm -hmm. and it was would, and this video is great it's like uh first of all you know there's a lot to see there with being misfits, but also fuck turfs. And then pretty much everybody just starts going fuck turf, fuck turf, fuck turf, fuck turf, fuck turf yes. around it. But there is still value in these stories for being an outsider, but fuck turfs. Um, there are, it, it, it's yeah. one of those awkward things because there are so many people who found such a valuable community that sustained them through the fandom. Yeah. And I think the fandom has infinitely more value than the books. The books, whatever. Yeah. But the, the fandom was a huge thing for years and it really sustained a lot of people and it is tragic that that is you know uh been ripped away in such cases mm -hmm. and i uh i yeah that really blows yeah so but, yeah but that's i mean that's just like the tip of the iceberg of some of the issues some of the the hate yeah. And and all of that that's directed to trans people and Trans Lifeline is doing a lot to help to support and to you know uplift trans people. Yes. Who are who who in in the very boots on the ground. Yes. Uh, let yeah. us help you get paperwork ways and, kind yeah, of thing. And, yeah. And and remember Trans Lifeline is was created is staffed by and is run for trans people. Yes. So it is, you know, absolutely uh, just, it is the community giving back to itself. And, and I just find that fantastic. And yes. So, so we are, we are big fans, mm -hmm. uh, having many trans friends Yep. that uh, we want, we want future people to have more support than they often got. And yes. we are very glad for all of the support and grateful, frankly, for the support they did get. So. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Yeah. That's it for this week. Um, 
Thank you all for writing in. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for putting up with, you know, an hour this week of us. Blathering, blathering. about tomatoes and uh, Neil Stevenson and, and yeah, chickens. Stevenson, yes. yeah. It is so cute when Kevin carries his little bantam rooster lucky around. Uh, he's a cochin, so in theory he should be mellow, but he's a bantam, so he may have a terrible Napoleon complex. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out how all that, that rolls out. He, he was looking a little disgruntled, like, I was having a fine time eating my tomato, and you show up and pick me up to carry me to, what, more tomatoes? So Yeah, which he, did, he, he wouldn't eat. He was, he was very offended that we were offering him that tomato. And then I held him, and he was like, what the hell, lady? I don't yeah. even know you. I mean, I saw him try to, to cut a wing... Do that little rooster dance. Yeah, at, the I am the dominant rooster, look at me, but... It was at one of the full-size hens, not It even, was at the Jersey Giant. Yeah, and she's small for a Jersey Giant, and yet... But she's still a big chicken. She, well, compared to him, yeah, and she basically bowled him over. Just like, what are you trying to do, little man? And I, I realize that probably crushed him a little bit, but... <laughs> You know, it's, puberty is hard when you're a bantam chicken. When you're half the size of the other chicken. Yeah, yes. no. And, uh, and, you know, God love him for trying. That, that <laughs> awkward moment when you're, you know, the, the teenager who has the crush on the teacher and you're trying to, you know, the, the sort of the awkward dance of, hey, I think you're whatever, but you don't know what you're doing. And also this person is so much older than you. And it's just like, oh, honey. Yeah. Oh, honey. Oh, oh yeah. no. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll have more chicken stories, um, more productivity, uh, and more just silly banter next week. Uh, like I said, I have an amazing lineup of guests coming up, um, including uh, like August lineup. I'm just so excited about the the next three weeks. I'm excited about. It's going to be fun. So uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, do your best to. Yeah. Stay productive. Productive like a tomato. That's that's not how what? Some of my tomato plants are very productive. I mean, the pollen... That's what it's referred to. Uh, highly productive plants is, is how they call it. Well, and I guess the pomo and pomodoro means tomato, so I guess it, it uh, all works out. The two are inextricably linked. Apparently. <laughs>